Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Time to talk bikes, I think, and has Avalon charged her phone? Avalon, have you charged your phone? Have you charged your phone? Oh, no. You can't keep anything quiet around here, can you? She's a very busy, she's a very busy lady. She's very busy. So uh, by uh, the time she gets to the time that we ring her, she has been working so oh, hard hey, that hang, her phone... Hang on, no, hang on a minute. I texted her oh. earlier in the week and said, you're on race control, it'll be after eight. You'd think by now Avalon would have the nows to charge your phone. Now, that's not unfair, is it, Av? Well, it's three past eight. <laughs> you're, you're very accurate on your phone. I'll, I'll take. Have you got your fluffy? Have you got your fluffy slippers on and getting ready for ready for nine eyes? No, not quite. No, it's all going around here. Although I've got um, <laughs> motorbikes and bicycles coming out my ears that I Cool All right, let's 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 Good talk uh, Cota, Circuit of the Americas, the weekend MotoGP. I was reading Mark Marquez's victory, eight years apart, 2013 and 2021. But isn't it nice to finally have Marquez back on the on the podium? It sure is. I'm a huge Marquez fan. He's very polarizing. People either like him or they don't. And I'm a huge fan of his riding. I think um, he's one of those riders who just puts it all on the line. And um, he doesn't. He never accepts second. You know, he um, if there's a win available, he's going to go for it. So um, to see him back to winning ways is fantastic, especially at a circuit like Coda. Did you see any of the action and how bumpy the track was? Like, oh, it was horrendous! It was just so physical for those riders, wasn't it? I, I was absolutely blown away. I mean, they started talking about it pretty early on in the piece, uh, on you know first first day of practice. And uh, and then to see the bikes and obviously the the camera work and the the vision is so spectacular. But oh my goodness, some of those bumps were just incredible. I mean, uh, how do, I'm surprised there wasn't more crashes in the MotoGP race. It was just was that because they obviously had to pull it back so much in certain areas to make sure that they stayed on the bike. It, I mean, what a nightmare for the suspension guys. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um... Yeah, it, does, it makes it really hard because you come in and you try to give feedback about what the bike's doing, but all you want to do is complain because it's just so horrible over the bumps and it makes it really hard to actually find a good setup to feel what the bike is doing beyond moving around over those bumps. And yeah, there weren't as many crashes. There were some really close calls, like Juan Mir and uh, Jack Mullen, man, but they, they were on Rodeo for, yeah, for a few times. But um. Alantia Spargaro was the one who seemed to suffer. He went down four times over the weekend, including in the race, um, pretty much every time blaming it on the bump. So, um, yeah, I think it did take a bit of riding to the conditions, which is um, just not what you normally see in MotoGP. And just so impressive for Marquez, who's coming back from that injury and still Mm. struggling physically, which he's been open about, to then go well at such a physical track. Um, Yeah, very impressive, but also quite interesting. I think that's just... Who Marquez is once he's got that bit between his teeth, he's away. I, I, I like Cota just as a track, full stop, because I think it's pretty and there's lots of colours and that big that big viewing <laughs> view, and that big that big that big viewing viewing tower. Hey, by the way, someone just texted me a, a Murph. A, a they said there is a copy. I've got a copy of Bird and it's got a likeness of Lightning McQueen on the front. It's got called Go Murph 
Go-Kart to V8 Supercar. Does that ring a bell? That's not the book, is it? Absolutely. No, I did that a long time ago. There was a school in, in Hamilton, actually, um, wanted to do a fundraiser, <laughs> and for some reason they chose to uh, do this book around uh, me. And, and Bits and Pieces was very, very, yeah, very cool. Do you know, who sent, me the, do you know who sent me the picture? No. Elton Goonan, the oh, boss God, of Motorsport right. New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, the one, yeah, I know, I know. Can we get back to what we were talking yeah, about? Sorry, well, it was just part of the conversation. Oh, there'll be a bit of Stephen, though. Uh, yeah, it would, well, oh. probably about the only book you'd be able to read. Anyway, wow. hey, I wanted to, I wanted to go and delve a little bit deeper into the big issue, the big, probably the bigger talking point, even bigger than Marquez on the weekend was what was going on in Moto Moto Three, and that in what well, stopped twice the Moto Three race, uh, red flag twice, but the second crash down the back straight was 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 absolutely terrifying, and it's it's caused. Uh, everyone to sit up again and take notice because, I mean, quite easily that could have ended up being um, another uh, moment that we needed to stop and take a moment of silence um, for someone, you know, losing their life. And we've we've had a little bit of that lately um, with Vignales losing his life in the Supersport 300 race. Just what's your take on, on and ideas on what needs to be done? Obviously, they're starting to really think about that. Um, there was a suspension for two races for someone. Um, you know, the way, the risks that those guys are taking... On those on those bikes to try and win races and, and get positions, it, it, it has got out of control, as a lot of people are saying. Yeah, yeah, I really think it has, um, and I think it was a great call to finally penalise someone for it. I I honestly think that riders in those smaller classes have been getting away with um, what's dirty riding. To be honest, it's not fair and it's not just an aggressive overtake. Um, a lot of the time, it is dirty. And particularly when it's yep. not a, in a battle for the lead, they get away with it because um, it's not on TV and it's not seen. And, um, yeah, it has just got to the point now where it's dangerous. And, and I think that move um, at Coda was dangerous. And, yeah, as you say, those riders are so lucky not to lose their life or to not even be injured. That was the incredible thing, to see them all get up and walk away. They didn't even go to the medical centre. They all sort of headed back to their pit box and... Um, yeah, but that's just fake. That's fake. That's that is that's the that's the epitome of luck, right? Because it it, it yeah. just it doesn't have to end out yeah. that way. Yeah, the, the interesting oh, thing about this, no. like, you know, Ab, the interesting thing about this this incident, right? Uh, the the Tech Three team, of which the guy Onku was riding for, didn't lodge an appeal. They knew straight away what had gone on. And it, well, the, I think it'd be very wrong. I think mean, they, they would make them even look even worse if they were going to to try and appeal a situation like that. When, but, it, but it's when, sig- it's when they know. It's significant Sorry. though that no, you don't apologise, man. It's all right. We do it all the time. It's significant though that they've actually done a two race ban because it's sending a pretty strong message straight away. Considering we lost that young fifteen year old supersport racer Dean Berta Vinales at Hereth so, uh, last week. So just quickly. Sorry, because I know you want to change subject, but but Ev, I mean the the age, you know, surely there needs to be a, a look at what age you should be allowed to go and race in these in world championship events. Should be imp- increased. Do you think? Do you think so? Do you think sixteen is too young? It is older than it used to be. It used to be fifteen, um, and they have uh, already moved it up to sixteen. It's a tough call because these kids have been racing since they're seven or eight years old. And um, honestly, by the time they're 14 over there, they're on 600s racing those big circuits on, on the exact 600 super sport bike mm. like what I race here. So they're very capable wee riders. 
Um, probably pass them that they don't know the risks they're taking. And, mm. yeah, honestly, I probably don't talk about it a heap, but I went back and raced in the 300 World Super Sport Championship when I was for 24 or 25, and it was so scary. <laughs> um, and I always say to the kids here, you know, because they complain about someone being aggressive here, and I'm like, you have no idea. You have no the idea. minute you ride out yeah. on track in that 300 World Super Sport class, you're being run off the track. Um, you, even leaving pit lane on, they go ridiculous things, like they'll tow you around for a whole lap and then they'll sit up right in the middle of the corner just to block you and uh, qualifying and just to ruin your qualifying lap. Um, and, you know, I wasn't racing mm. around as one of the front runners. I was sort of in in the mid to back of the pack, um, struggling with, with the bike and all sorts of things. And so the riders, it doesn't mean, mean anything to them. Uh, you're just another competitor and they'll do anything they can to stay in front of you, to hold you up, to run you off the track. So, yeah, I think that probably um, with a bit of maturity, they would um, ride a bit safer, I guess, and just understand the consequences of uh, mm. some of those move manoeuvres that become silly. I think Onku, um, in this instance, he, he was crying in the pits, which um, he is a tough wee rider, and you just don't see that from, from him. He's on a first for Foglu top rack squad, so um, he knew he knew what he had done. He knew that it had mucked up there, and, yeah, uh, yeah he's going to have to take that two-race ban. Interestingly, though, his teammate, who was caught up in the crashes leaving the World Championship, uh, Pedro Acosta, so uh, the team had... Yeah, both ends of the spectrum um, in that crash, so that would have been pretty tough for them. But, yeah, I think also the other thing I have to say is the bikes have changed so much now. Um, like the two-stroke ever, two-strokes were just a lot harder to ride, and uh, you yep. didn't see these massive packs of 20 riders being able to wring the absolute most out of the bike, um, which yep. you've seen particularly in the 300 class and, and in Moto3 now, so... Yeah, it just the four strokes are easier to ride and more people can ride them faster, which um, I'm not sure what can really be done there, but, um, yeah, other than bringing that two strokes, which some of yeah. us wouldn't complain about. But yeah, but, 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 but attitude change. Forward. Yeah, but let's, let's be honest. Authorities yeah. are going to have a good hard think about this. And you've, you've said yep. the key word here. You said the key thing here. Bikes have changed. You know, they're different to ride, but they're so powerful. And, and, and they may be racing them since Adam was a cowboy and they're only 15 or 16, but... You know, uh, you see red mist, and you know what young ki- young kids are like. You know, you're like, they 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 see the mist and they go right, and and but they've allowed it to manifest. Yes, they've allowed correct. It to manifest and, into and it's got to stop for because yeah. it's because as all sports people know, they are the meat in the sandwich. They're the entertainment, and you know if you don't play the game, you know what happens. Let's move on, shall we? Something a little bit more positive. Uh, World Superbikes, and uh, uh, wow, yeah, we know what's going on there because you've already mentioned <laughs> Top Rack. You got you snuck your your, your man crush in there. Yeah, and he's he's leading ahead of Ray, who had an up and down weekend. But this Laurie Baz, who's jumped back in, and his battle with Bautista over the weekend that was epic. Wasn't it just that? Really surprised me to see Laurie Baz um, up there battling well within the well inside the top ten. In fact, battling for podium positions. Um, like I know he's a great rider, been around for a long time, particularly in the European and World Superbike Championship, and now moved to America pretty much because he couldn't secure competitive machinery to stay in World Superbike and then to come back and put um, put in that those really impressive performances uh, was awesome to see, absolutely awesome. It'll be interesting to see where he ends up next year now. Um, but yes, probably a wee bit aggressive with our team, Sylvia. <laughs> did he, I did he, did I haven't caught up. 
Sorry, did he did he get a penalty or not? Yeah, he did. So the last lap, um, we tapped him. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, he, he did kind of. He hit oh, about the fell off. So it was a tap. <laughs> you know, Bautista. That was that was that was almost like a an Academy this is, Award this winner. This is from this is from yeah, the expert. Here we go. It was a tap. It was a tap. Hey, I want to an opinion. They're like a bum. We've all got one. So can we just back? I tell you what, though, Ev, could you believe um, Top Rack uh, doing the job, getting it done? I mean, it was it was just amazing to see those three. Uh, out, out the front the way they were dominating, um, you know, Jonathan Ray, Top Rack, and um, Redding, Scott Redding, the three of them were just just unbelievable. I mean, it was I was on the edge of my seat, and I think it was probably the first time this year that I've really been on the edge of my seat watching, watching Superbikes. Oh, that's fantastic here because, yeah, the, the, it's just heated up, hasn't it? And um, yeah. that battle between Heat is the Ray word. and Top Rack is just... Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, it's been so good to see those two battling it out all year, and now when Reading joins the fun and who it does, it really does make it a lot more exciting and and very heated. Three really different riders, different styles, different bikes. Mm. Um, so you just don't know what's going to happen there. And then when something like uh, Top Rack's fender falls off and causes them to crash, it, wow, there's just so much going on. So much going on at <laughs> the front end of these bikes, eh? The front ends. It's all about the front end. Uh, that next round is Argentina, the 15th, 16th, you're and cutting, 17th. You cutting Avalon off there, No, Stephen. no, I'm not. Back the truck up, pal. Uh, you've got to quickly chat about... Um, oh, it's all right, I've moved Rihanna. Rihanna's going to... We'll talk to Rihanna a little bit later on. It's OK, no drama. I know you wanted to talk lots to Avalon tonight. Uh, British Superbikes is also in a couple of weeks' time. Tight old series. Oh, Halloran really mucked it up, falling off a bit at the weekend. But uh, what's going on with some of the Kiwis over there, Av? Wow, they've had um, a very up-and-down season, to be honest. We've had Damo Rees and Shane Richardson both riding in the Superstock 1000 class, a super-duper competitive class, uh, really tough. It's one of those categories where, you know, BSB is the premier category, but um, that feeder class of Stock 1000 is probably more competitive. So to actually to come through that class and secure a seat in BSB is, you know, that, that's a massive obstacle. So um, it's been all go there. Shane had a pretty rough start to the season with some crashes and has managed to climb his way back. Um, he's steadily making progress. And at the weekend at Donington Park, he qualified in second uh, and finished the race in fourth. So just missed out on the podium, um, which was a huge effort. He's in a pretty uh, low-key privateer team, um, works full-time and and uh, still funding a lot of the racing himself. So massive effort from him to just about get on the podium there. And we've also had Damo Rees racing in that stock 1,000 class. Um, I know you guys have spoken to Damo, but he's very determined, very driven. And he was kind of just coming right um, until he had a huge crash. I think it was actually, no, it wasn't Donington. I think it was Snetterton. Uh, which left him very broken, uh, a week in hospital with the COVID restrictions in the UK, not allowing visitors or anything. He's had an operation on his arm. And, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure um, if Damo's coming back at the end of the year. I, I kind of hope so for his sake that he can uh, recover from those injuries, uh, like a few spinal fractures and that sort of thing as well. So he's pretty banged up. So if he can recover yeah. from those injuries and get a bit of riding here at home over summer, would would be awesome, but um, I'm yet to see if he's 
if they throw a spot in MIQ. So we yeah. all know that's a big obstacle for everyone, isn't it? <laughs> all righty. Uh, we've, got, we've got to fly now, okay? We're going to have to fly. Uh, but yeah. Never I, enough time, Evelyn. Speaking to some more, I see these young girls taking the world, taking New Zealand by storm. So Ex- exactly, awesome. right? Just yeah. like a young girl like yourself. Yeah. All right, go, uh, go get Jake to clean your MTF Finance Kawasaki. Do something constructive, all right? <laughs> okay, I will. All right, Avalon Biddle, our, weekly, Thanks, our weekly dose of two wheels here on SNZ Race Control.